This is the Leadership Lessons Podcast, hosted by Pastor Daniel Williams, a podcast to encourage and equip church leaders. Brought to you by eeleaders.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. This is Pastor Daniel Williams with Leadership Lessons, and I am so looking forward to our time together. Honestly, I wish we could be sitting down uh, and just being able to share one another's stories. I know that God is doing great work in your life, in your family's life, and in your ministry. And one of the ways that we could at least connect with one another is through uh, social media. You could find us at um, EE Leaders on Facebook and Instagram and EE EE Church Leaders uh, on a Twitter account that we have. And so I I try to give you leadership quotes on those things, give you links to the video content, the podcast, and just different stuff that's going on to help you and your ministry to encourage and to equip you. And honestly, it's great to be able to hear uh, comments and little stories of how Jesus is moving here in South Florida, but all over the world. As I get comments and hear things that are going on in your life, it just really encourages me. And um, I'm just blessed by you being able to tune in today and to listen. And so in today's episode, we're going to talk about the importance of being flexible. That's right. As leaders, we need to be flexible. And if you know this, and if you spend any amount of time of being a leader, you know things don't always go as planned. Um, We probably could share stories for hours about the epic failures or things that we do plan and then they don't go uh, right. I remember one time in the middle of Florida heat, uh, August, we were renting um, a building for our Sunday morning services in downtown Delray Beach where uh, locally I pastor here and church planning and uh, just uh, it was just great. It's a great season in life and your expectation is through faith and what God can do. And he shows up so many different ways. Well, he showed up uh, this Sunday, this morning with um, allowing me to have my plans rocked. Uh, I actually came into the building uh, before when we were setting up that morning and the AC was out. Now, if you've been to Florida in the middle of August, you know It was very hot, it was humid, it was miserable. And shame on me because that day I had a button-up shirt and a tie. My plan was to go and preach in a nice AC building where we paid money for to rent. Unfortunately, uh, the city didn't let me know that their AC was out. So I had to adjust. And actually, I had my leaders go out uh, to the store that morning as we're setting up, buy bags of ice and baggies. And as people were coming in to the worship to worship Jesus, we were handing them little uh, ice packs to really um, help them cool off and just to have and to be cool. And so, listen, I, I know as leaders uh, we have great plans. We organize those things. We talked about uh, 10 principles to use to be able to have great events. And the reality is things just don't go uh, planned um, all the time. We have to be flexible. Things happen. And so today I wanted to interview a good friend of mine um, who's an expert on this subject of being flexible, that he sort of has to be flexible because he lives in Bashinava, Mexico. He's a good friend of mine, Jason Sanchez, and he's the director of an orphanage in Mexico. It's about five and a half hours south of El Paso called the House of Blessing. And Jason and I go back many years. We were youth pastoring in Washington State uh, at the same time with different churches, and we would partner for worship conferences or high school retreats and these type of things. And my family, 
uh, and and his family are just really close friends. And about the same time that we w- moved from Washington State to Florida to plant a church, he went to Mexico to start an orphanage. And it's just been an amazing, incredible time to be able to support the ministry there um, and see God work. When he went there, it was by faith. And um, since then, they were able to buy 40 acres of land, uh, build a facility, an orphanage. I think it's 6,500 square foot orphanage. And um, you know, have now up to around 20-something kids, many internships. We even had a, a girl from our church serve there for a year for an internship. We've gone on several mission trips down there to help build, to do graphics. Uh, you can check out the whole ministry at um, thehouseofblessing.org. But it's just incredible to see the work that has taken place in Jason's life and his family's life. And honestly, it's just sort of funny as we share the stories. Uh, sometimes I've been on the phone with him and the power goes out uh, where he's trying to work on the office or... Um, I've been down there at times where you're trying to do something special for the kids, but then the kids misbehave or get sick. Or um, There's just so many different variables, not only being in Mexican culture, but when the water runs out or you don't have any heat or all these different things. And so him and his staff have just done a great job uh, serving the Lord and making up a game plan, but yet at the same time being flexible. And so I sat down with my friend Jason to discuss this topic of being flexible, and I think that we can learn a lot of things from him. And so uh, this is me interviewing my friend, Jason Sanchez. Hey everyone, I am here with my good friend, Jason Sanchez, and we are going to talk about being flexible today. Uh, And before we get into our subject today, Jason, can you give us just a little bit of a background of who you are and uh, your ministry and leadership capacity? What are you doing with your life right now, sir? Yes, uh, Jason Sanchez um, from Puyallup, Washington, and... uh, Prior to five years ago, I was on staff at a Calvary Chapel up there, did the youth, worship, college, missions, bunch of stuff. And then five years ago, we moved down to Bashinova, Mexico, which is five hours south of El Paso, Texas, and started an orphanage. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you are now an orphanage director. How many kids you have? What's ministry like down there and different things like that about the ministry? Um, so currently we have 15 kids full-time, five boys, 10 girls. Youngest is three, oldest is 16. Uh, We have a staff of uh, four and interns, volunteers, and we're just doing our thing, man. Trying to train these kids up in the ways of the Lord, love on them, educate them. Yeah. So in your ministry, how have you seen your plans not go according to your plans? My plans never go according to plans, especially in Mexico. Um, That's probably been one of the hardest things because obviously coming from the United States, working at a church where you're, you know, organized, coordinated, everything kind of has its schedule, routine, going to a third world country, and not only that, but a small town of 2000. Uh, where nobody does anything on time or anything. They actually call it Mexican, Mexico time. And um, so that has taken a very, very long time, even still a little bit now, five years later, to try to get used to and and adjust to. Mm -hmm. What have been some specific examples of you have a plan and it just doesn't happen that way? Well, I think, I mean, 
<clears throat> the whole culture down there is nobody is ever in a hurry. Nobody's ever in a rush. There are not deadlines to meet. There's no, um, I work from this time to this time. It's just kind of all that's sort of just off the table. So right from the get-go, even when we were looking to buy property, uh, trying to set up meetings uh, to buy the property. Hey, where are we going to meet? Oh, hey, let's meet in the plaza at this town at mas o menos like at 11 o'clock and then an hour or two hours or whatever goes by nobody's there so right from the beginning it was clearly not going according to uh how i norm you normally see things yeah so in in your own leadership uh ability how did you deal with things just being different a different culture and this idea of flexibility how did you deal with it well first of all i didn't deal with it at the beginning i always just thought this is wrong this is weird this is how you do it this is how everybody in the states does it so i kind of tried to fix it so in doing so in my effort to not to kind of become one with the culture this new place that we're living i went the route of just trying to make everybody be on time and I quickly learned that that was pointless, it was tiresome, it was effortless. And so I began to then say, okay, God, you really got to help me because we're trying to get power to the orphanage. We're trying to get, you know, uh, water to our, from our well. We're trying to do all these things and nothing is working in normal time. Um, and so rather than just losing it, I was like, God, if we're going to live down here and do this, then you really got to change me personally in how to adapt to this kind of stuff. Because it's very, very hard and very, very frustrating. Yeah. So uh, why do you think as leaders, uh, we get so frustrated when our plans change? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with it's just the American culture. And so everybody... Uh, whether you work at a church, whether you work in the um, secular industry or whatnot, there's deadlines, there's schedules, there's uh, normal work hours. And so that's just a part of our society. And so I think naturally uh, that just becomes a part of what we do. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, if you're pastoring a church, your church starts at this time, it gets over at this time, you have this amount of time to do worship, and you start... Uh, just scheduling and organizing thing because that's what everybody does. Yeah, people are gonna go to the website. You don't want to look go to a website uh, for a church and when it says start time, uh, whenever you want to get there, end time, <laughs> whenever you want to go home. Yeah, I mean it's just normal. It's it's how society runs. And again, I thought this must be how everything runs in other countries so you've had to deal with just being flexible and not only is a on the Mexican Mexican <clears throat> culture side but just in general we as leaders have plans mm -hmm. and because of different circumstances people uh, the Lord's plan it just doesn't sometimes fit into our plan and things change so how is being flexible help you lead and actually become a better leader when you have to say hey everything isn't going to go according to plan well number one I think the thing we can't ever forget is the Bible says clearly 
man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. And I feel like oftentimes we love teaching that verse, coding that verse, sharing that verse with people, but we don't like practically dealing with it. Yeah. So I think for us, it's a, it's when it becomes a reality, when you're actually put in a place where, Hey, I just put all this effort into this, or I just did this, and it's literally not going according to plan. I remember one time, let me give a, a specific example. When I was leading worship, uh, one of our services, uh, we couldn't get the projector and the, the uh, easy worship words and all that. We couldn't get it going. And so literally up until like probably a minute or two before the service started, it just wasn't working. And I felt like, hey, it's not working. Let's just pull the plug and let's just do it like this. But there was other leaders saying, no, we gotta do whatever we can. Service is about to start. So we were swapping computers, we were swapping project. I mean, we were doing all this stuff. So <clears throat> we got it to work. And by the time I got up there to lead worship, I was so distracted from everything that took place, I wasn't even able to enter into worship. So fast forward to now, being down in Mexico, power down there is horrible. And uh, I mean, you've been down there, you know yeah. what it's like. Sometimes it's on, sometimes it's not. And so literally in church services almost every Sunday without fail, the power will dim, it'll work at like 50%, it'll go off, it'll go on. And it no, nobody ever skips a beat. And there's never, no one is stressed about anything. It's just a part of things. So. Here, years ago, leading worship, um, after stressing out, trying to get something uh, worked out so that uh, we didn't have to uh, be flexible in that area, I guess, to being in Mexico where you're leading worship and then the power goes out and people just continue to sing and you continue to play and it's as if nothing happened. So clearly you've had to learn as a leader, if you're going to grow, uh, you have to be flexible. What would you say to those leaders who are struggling with the idea of being flexible and this idea of flexibility and leadership and dealing with that? Um, I personally think that <laughs> that person would need to ask themselves, uh, am I really a leader? Yeah. Do I really feel called to leading? Um, I think in a practical way, let's, for instance, let's take a, a military leader, a general or something. Sure, they have a battle plan and they have all these things organized, but once you're in the thick of it, man, if you're not, imagine not being flexible. Yeah. You know, something's going over here, you're being uh, attacked over here. And if a guy's like, well, we can't move because this isn't according to our plan. No, you just do whatever you need to do. So I, I think for somebody or in a business, if you have a plan and you're not, you're not growing, you're losing money. Uh, I mean, really flexibility is a part of everything. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of how I think people view it and how they handle it and how they address it. Uh, for somebody in the church, I think... Uh, it's like a no-brainer. I mean, uh, the Bible talks about both things. Man's heart plans his ways, the Lord directs his steps. But then it also talks about the importance of planning, sitting yeah. down, counting the costs. Uh, so I think it's a healthy balance of both. 
Yeah, so let's talk about that. What are what is the role uh, in planning in this whole idea and subject of being flexible? Uh, does the Bible say that we are to plan? Do we just say, well, let's just be flexible and just the Lord has it together? Uh, or do we try to put forth our effort and give that effort over to the Lord? Like, what does that look like? Where does planning fit in being flexible? Uh, <clears throat> I think it's very, very important, and it fits in um, a lot. Again, look at some of the examples of the Bible, like when the nation of Israel, uh, when they were leaving um, Egypt, you look at when God was speaking to the leaders, when they would set up their camp, there was very specifics of what you'd have to do. Mm-hmm. You guys go here, you do this, I want you to do that, I want you to do that. Um, and then you see times like when God spoke to Abraham and he says, get up and go to a land which I will show you. He didn't say, hey, I want you to pack up your things, go here and then go there. So uh, you got to have both in there. And for the people that would say, hey, man, we're God guides, God provides. I just, I I free flow. I just go with the Holy Spirit. Uh, Yes, that is important. We understand some of those uh, biblical foundations. Uh, But I don't think um, the Lord would want us to just never plan for anything uh, and be organized for anything and just sit around and do nothing yeah. uh, until we feel like we're led to do something, if that makes sense. Well, in, in, uh, in your mind, give me some examples of Jesus, the greatest leader, the one we follow. How was he um, flexible? Or how did he plan and how was he flexible? Are there any examples that you could think of of how Jesus dealt with this subject? Yeah, I mean, if you look throughout the Gospels, unless, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember reading a verse that Jesus woke up in the morning and he said to his disciples, all right, here's today's agenda, and he pulls out a notepad and a paper or hands out a schedule to these guys. It was just, hey, you, follow me. Hey, we're going here. Hey, we're doing this. Uh, I think of when they were moving through the crowd and Jesus felt power um, come away from him and the woman with the infirmity she touches him everyone's kind of like hey we got to get going Jesus is like no we got to do this I think of um, in uh, John I believe it's John chapter 8 when uh, Jesus knew he needed to go to Samaria Mm -hmm. uh, or John chapter 4 when they have the interaction with the Samaritan woman so he was gonna go one way and then things got changed up so I personally see, as I read throughout, Jesus was just kind of all over the map of just, we're doing this. Obviously, he was God, so he knew everything. Uh, but you, I think you see more of a flexibility in there versus today we're doing this, and then this, and then this, and then next week we're going to do this, and then in three weeks we're going to hit this. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously there was planning because before the foundation of the earth, yeah, he was absolutely. Sent. Yeah, absolutely. He had a plan, he had a purpose. But I like that. In that, he was going to a town, there was time for interruptions, distractions, and they were opportunities to ultimately fulfill God's plan, his, the Father's will, and not just, oh, this is my agenda, this is what I have on the game plan. Because it sounds like you put yourself in a position, being in Mexico, moving down there, that now you're having to deal with it all the time. Yeah. But... For us in the States, sometimes we have to forcefully put ourselves in certain situations, our accountability, so that we would grow. What are some things that we can do 
here in whatever leadership capacity mm-hmm. we're growing in and doing um, to just have this attitude of being flexible and setting up things in our lives where we can say, it's okay. God has a plan. Yeah, I think there's two things. First of all, I don't think you should intentionally like try to make flexibility happen. Like uh, schedule meetings for wrong times and then not show up. I mean, that would just be weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but in, re- in the area of scheduling, you know, uh, Americans, we schedule, schedule, schedule. We go, go, go. We do, do, do. So maybe um, scheduling in some flex time, yeah. whether that's half of the day, first part of the morning, in the evening. Uh, I know for me, I was, you know, when I worked at the church, you just, you do the calendar and you schedule meetings and you set up the agenda for the year and retreats and all that stuff. And rather than stressing or, or, or doing so much effort into doing that, being open to, hey, maybe uh, we'll wait in doing that in case something comes up. Or maybe we won't schedule this week super, um, super full uh, to be open to um, random things that might come up. The second aspect of it, I think, and probably more so for, um, for individuals, is not stressing out when things don't go according to plan. Yeah. I mean, again, it's it's a biblical principle. You will uh, direct your plans. You will write things out. You will do it. And the Lord will direct your steps. And He will have the final say. Mm-hmm. And I think probably the biggest struggle for a lot of people is the stress and the worry and the anxiety when things don't go according to plan. Yeah. So know that it's not and... Uh, work on patience, uh, not worrying about tomorrow, being anxious for nothing. Some of my favorite verses in Matthew and Philippians. Um, practice those things. Yeah, and then, then pray. I, I think pray, God, give me the spirit of flexibility. Give me a heart of, of being open. You know, oftentimes we, we preach that, we say that. It's, so, it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. But really d- does desire that. Lord, I want to be stretched. Yeah. I want to be pulled out of my comfort zone. Lord, I want, literally want my plan to go according to your way. And so have your way. Thy will be done in my life. And if we're praying for that and the Lord to give us the ability, especially for those of us that, that is very, very uncomfortable. Flexibility is very uncomfortable. Um, we don't like getting out of our comfort zone, all that stuff. We don't like change, everything. Then bring that to the Lord and really pray and I personally think, as it's doing in my life, it's probably going to strengthen you and take you to newer places with the Lord than you had before. Because yeah. for us, again, being in that situation, um, I can't, literally, I can't change anything. Um, but I'm, I'm enjoying it now. Hmm. I'm really learning of, okay, Lord, uh, I can be really uh, stressful. I can be an anxious person. I am a worrier. And the Lord is dealing with some of those things in the new place that I'm at by virtue of things not going according to plan, things always changing, um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. So any last words of advice or encouragement that you would have to share on this subject? Uh, Be flexible. And if you really 
want to, I think, have an understanding or, or an experience um, in that area, I would encourage you to go to another country. Um, and that's why I'm a huge fan of mission trips. I'm a huge fan of cross-cultural stuff. And because when you go and you, for instance, Daniel, you've been to the church services in Bashinaba. Yeah. Uh, and you're a pastor up here. So when you go to a place and you realize, hey, the Lord is still here. He's still working. He's still moving. We're still worshiping. We're still reading. We're still studying. It kind of gives you uh, sort of a fresh outlook, new perspective. And uh, yeah, so I would say just be flexible. And number two, uh, look for an opportunity to go someplace where you're going to be stretched, you're going to be pulled um, in that area. Awesome. Hey, what is some uh, contact info that people can reach out to you or know more about the orphanage and just your, uh, whether it be email or uh, Instagram handle or whatever? So yeah, so we have the orphanage is called House of Blessing, Casa de Mendición. And uh, our website is thehouseofblessing.org. And we have an awesome website, which uh, people in Redemption Church help us do. Also, we're on Facebook, um, Bashinova Orphanage, B-A-C-H-I-N-I-V-A, Bashinova Orphanage. And, um, and then Instagram is, I think is, uh, I'm, I don't know what our, <laughs> what our Instagram is. But you can go is. to the, the website. Yeah, go to the website, go to the Facebook. Um, we do a blog, and uh, you can get signed up on that through the website and everything. Awesome, man. Well, I love the ministry and what mm. God is doing in your life and your family's life as you're serving Jesus down in Bashinova, Mexico. And thank you, Orphanage Director, for sharing about being flexible. Uh, I pray that you were blessed and encouraged by it. And um, until next time, my friends. Well, Jason will be here again in Florida with me, November 9th and 10th, and he's actually going to be one of the speakers at our Refresh Conference. It's a local conference that we host, Redemption Church hosts, to really bless people, to refresh them in the Lord, and to encourage and equip them to do the work of the ministry. It's a conference for people like you, uh, people that are serving God, that are just doing amazing things for Jesus, and we just have this posture that we want to serve and bless those that are in church churches that are giving their lives to the gospel and really making a difference. We're making an internal difference by the things that we're doing by just simply being obedient and uh, servants to our King Jesus. And so uh, it's going to be Friday night and a Saturday. It's going to include lunch. Jason Sanchez will be leading some worship. He'll do one session. We're also going to have a guy named uh, David Guzik who's written a whole commentary on the entire Bible. You definitely need to check out his resource. You can do that now at EnduringWord.com to get great free Bible resources. Uh, and I would just ask you to pray about coming. It's only going to be $50, but so it's great for not only you, but your whole team. Uh, and, you know, last year was an amazing experience. It was great for our community, but we also had people outside of our community come from the west coast of Florida and uh, even the west coast of the United States. There was a friend of mine that came all the way out from California. And let me just say, if you're not locally here in South Florida, 
we still would love to have you come. Uh, it's a pretty cheap conference, and uh, November is an amazing time to visit Florida. Okay, the weather will be amazing. The fellowship's going to be sweet, and the time together is just going to be really good. And so, this is a conference for serve teams, whether it be your, you be a, a on the elder board, a deacon board, or just uh, working children's children's ministry and want to just be refreshed in the Lord. We just want to get like-minded people that are church leaders that are serving Christ and just really refresh them. And so you can get all the details and register at redemptiondb.com slash conference. redemptiondb.com slash conference. It's the Refresh Conference. It's Veterans Day weekend, November 9th and 10th. And I'm really excited to spend time with Jason and to let him spend time with people that I'm pouring into like you that weekend. And so as we're planning and as we're praying for this event, we know that uh, God is going to do some great things as we get together. Uh, on this week's One Piece of Advice video, I have uh, a great guy in Orlando, Florida, Adam Parson. He planted and is leading Orlando Reach. And man, this guy is just a relaxed, fun, chill guy to be around. I love Adam. Uh, every time I talk with him, he just sort of he has this confidence and this peace that God is in control. Right? God is in control. He sort of not just says that, but he knows that. And so I specifically ask him, hey, Adam, pour into this community. Can you speak on your one piece of advice just about being flexible? And he did a great job talking about how leaders are to not freak out. And so here is Pastor Adam with his one piece of advice. You're listening to One Piece of Advice, brought to you by eeleaders.com a ministry to encourage and equip church leaders. What's up, everybody? This is Adam, and I'm the pastor at Reach Orlando Church. And I'm excited to talk to you about kind of a silly, maybe a crazy subject, and it is don't freak out when things go wrong. Jesus said not to worry about tomorrow because today is uh, full of its own troubles and I love that I get to share about this topic because if you were to say, hey, talk about like massive church growth or, you know, great success in ministry, I go, I don't know if I can talk about that. But things going wrong, that's like my field. That's where I'm good. That's what I can talk about. And there are a few different things that I think are really practical that are going to help all of us. And in, in, in Romans chapter 5, starting in verse 1, the Apostle Paul says this. He goes, therefore... Since you have been justified in Christ, that means we're on right status with Jesus, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's this epic passage that builds and things are getting really exciting and, and you read through it and it says that we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We're thinking, this is amazing. And then he said, not only that, but we rejoice and we're going, yeah, 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 in our sufferings. It's like, oh, time out, Jesus. Time out, Paul. I'm not about that. I thought coming to you was going to be amazing. I have these, these great ministry plans. I, I'm excited about what you want to do in me and through me. And all of a sudden, now I've got to rejoice in sufferings? Why? Listen, it's the reality of life. Sufferings are not a result of God being angry with us or God pushing us away. First of all, doesn't the Bible say that whom God loves, he also disciplines? And also, do you remember what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 12? He, he seeks the Lord three times. He's got this thorn in the flesh. We don't know what it is, but he's got a thorn in the flesh. God, take it away, take it away, take it away. And you know the story. Jesus said, I'm not doing that. Why? Because my grace is sufficient for you 
for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Think about pain. Think about problems. Think about sufferings from another light. We always want God to move through us in ministry. We want to touch other people, but here's how God often works. He wants to work in us through ministry. So when we hit times where things don't go right, let me give you a few P's that I find helpful. Number one, pray. Pray. What does the Bible say? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. The first thing, pray. The second thing that we need to do, preach to ourselves. Preach to ourselves. We're preaching to others. Listen, God is for you. God is with you. God is going to carry you through. But so often for us, it's like, God, why? When I'm doing your work, aren't you blessing me? Listen, preach to yourself. We have peace with God and suffering has a unique work. In Romans 5, it said that suffering, this is why we rejoice, not for the suffering, but in the suffering. And suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance produces character and character produces hope. So as we go through things, we become a model for those that are in our ministry, that are in our sphere of influence to say, look at how they're persevering. Look at how they're praying. Look at how they're preaching to themselves and saying, listen, God is doing work and you can't see it. So believe and press forward. That's the third piece. We've got pray, preach. The third, press forward. Why? Because God is developing perseverance within us. There's a promise that he has given to us. There's a work that he's doing through us. And we know this, that God is sovereign. So anything that has come into my life or anything that has come into your life, God has a unique purpose for. So we're going to pray, we're going to preach, and we're going to press forward, trusting God to do exactly what he wants to do. And what's the final one? The promise. The promise is this, that when we are faithful, faithful with the small things, faithful to stay the course that God will bless us with great things in the future. Maybe that's not even in this life. Maybe that's for heaven. But honestly, isn't that the most valuable thing, living for paradise? Hope this has been an encouragement. So pray, preach to yourself, press forward, cling to the promise, and look forward to paradise. God bless y'all. Well, so far this season, we've really been focusing on planning, right? What's the will of God for your life? Uh, what's the mission and vision of your church? How do you align that up? How do you personally schedule uh, your priorities and plan meetings and event planning and, and being flexible? Well, next week I want to start focusing on and reminding us that what we're doing is not just about planning and things of our own strength, but we have the power of the Holy Spirit. And I want to remind us the necessity to be filled with the Holy Spirit to do ministry. And so I asked a wonderful teacher and friend, Pastor Jim Gallagher, to teach about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And Jim serves as the lead pastor at Calvary Chapel Vero Beach here in Florida. And he's also one of the guys on the regional leadership here in Florida for the Calvary Chapel movement. And so he's just a guy that I respect, that I love, and uh, he does an amazing guest lesson about just the necessity of being filled with the Holy Spirit and our reliance on the Holy Spirit. Because many times as church leaders, we get so caught up in plans and vision and alignment and almost lose our identity that we are children of God, that we need to rely on His work, His ways, and 
trust in Him. And so I hope that today you were a little bit reminded of that uh, from our interview from Jason that, man, we need to be reminded things may not go according to plan, but that's okay because we don't trust in a plan, we trust in a person. Praise God that He is sovereign, that He knows us, and He wants to build our faith. And so, um, He can make something the enemy intended for evil for our good. And so I need to hear this. I need to be reminded of this over and over and over again in ministry that there is a God that loves me, that He is good, that He has a plan for me. And so I want to remind you that Jesus will never leave you nor forsake you, that He hasn't. He loves you. He has a good purpose and plan for your life. And even though sometimes things don't go as we plan and our expectations may not be met, He is still good and He is in control. And so may we trust Him today and may we continue to press on by faith. Thank you so much for listening to this Leadership Lessons podcast. You can watch all the episodes and get all the show notes at eeleaders.com. If this podcast was a blessing to you, I would love for you to share it with your friends on social media. You can find us on social media at eeleaders. You can also help us spread the word by simply writing a review on iTunes or Google Play. My hope for you with this podcast is that it will encourage you and equip you to continue to serve Jesus. Because remember, there's nothing better than doing what God has called you to do.